When you say, be healed now, you're speaking to powers and principalities that must back down. And if you learn to apply the word of God, which has already been promised to us, then you're going to see the miraculous provisions. You're going to see the mountains being moved. He looked at the situation and he spoke truth. Speak it. Speak the results. Speak the end. Speak what you need to see. My message is on how to heal the sick. You know, Jesus obviously is the healer and he healed the sick. And we need to know how did Jesus heal the sick because he calls us to do the very, very same thing, right? And so when you know, you, when you know something, knowledge is power. When you know the wisdom of God, when you have God's word within you, you're going to walk with a confidence that actually lives that out, walks that out, right? Amen. Psalm 103, verses 2, starting in verse 2. It says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Say, the Lord has benefits. If the Lord has benefits, isn't it wise of us to know what they are so we can walk in them? Amen. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. There's lots of them. Say all. all. Means all. All means all. I will not forget all his benefits. And then, then they start listing. Who forgives all of your sins? Who heals your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with love and with compassion? And it goes on and on and on. There are benefits that we have just by being a beloved Christian. You have benefits. God's given them to you. Right? So Psalm 107 and verse 20 says, He sent out his word and he healed them and he rescued or he delivered them from the grave. Or some versions say from destruction. So he sent out his word and he healed them. See, Jesus is the word and Jesus has already been sent out and Jesus has already done the healing. Say, it's already done. Because of, of the cross, because of the blood, right? Healing is ours because he provided it. The healer provided it. So there are many ways that Jesus healed. But the power for healing must be our faith in his finished work that will move the mountain. So it might be a physical healing that you're in need of. It might be a different kind of healing. And it, the healing could be a relationship that needs to be healed. The, the healing could be not physically, but maybe mentally. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's financially. It doesn't matter what the healing is. The healer is in the house. Say the healer is in the house. And if you learn to apply the word of God, which has already been promised to us, then you're going to see the miraculous provisions. You're going to see the mountains being moved in your life. Amen? So many ways. Jesus healed in many different ways. But we are not going to, I'm going to go through some methods, but we're not going to get stuck in the method. We're going to remember it is his power to heal and it is faith, our faith in him. Our faith in the son of God. Amen? It's important that we get this part. So healing is in his word. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22 says, my son, pay attention to what I say. When the word tells you to pay attention, how many of you know we probably should pay attention? We probably should be attentive. We probably should listen up, right? Amen? It says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, 
for they are life. God's words are life to those who find them. And health, God's word is health to one's whole body. And Isaiah 53 verse 5 says he was wounded for our transgressions, right? He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, you are already healed. Amen? And we decree that, and we know God's word will not return unto us void. Amen. I'm going to go over eight ways that Jesus healed the sick. Number one, if you're taking notes, by speaking it, by speaking it, your words matter. Okay? Your, your faith in him, in Christ, your faith in Christ will heal because you know he's the healer. And you know he's already, he's already purchased it for us. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those, who eat, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So Jesus healed the sick many times just by speaking it. Just by speaking it. Your words can heal or your words can kill. Right? So Jesus spoke the word and the sick were healed. And if Jesus spoke the word and the sick were healed, we are to speak the word and the sick are healed. They're delivered. They are set free. They are they're brought into unity. And I don't care how many times you may think, but I've done it and I've done it and I've done it. We'll keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And let your faith rise up to the level that it needs to. But you never, ever, ever doubt the word of God. Don't say it's not working. Oh, you better believe it's working. The devil is, is he's literally depending on you thinking it's not going to work. Oh, impossible. Say it's impossible. impossible. It's already tried and true. We already have the healer that lives on the inside of us that sent forth his blood that he already said, I am the healer, and by my stripes you already are healed. So we already know the end from the beginning. Jesus spoke the word, and the sick were healed. Look at Matthew 9, 6, and 7. Matthew 9, 6, and 7. He spoke the word. Jesus said, I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He spoke this to the paralyzed man. And what did he say? First he went through and he said, you're, you know, to your, your, your sins are forgiven. And then when everybody was all in an uproar, how could he forgive sin, right? How could he say this? How could He said, really? Okay. He looks to the man that's paralyzed and he said, get up, take your mat and go home. What did he do? He spoke it. He looked at the situation and he spoke truth. Get up, pick up your mat, and go home. How did Jesus heal the sick? Speak it. Speak the results. Speak the end. Speak what you need to see. That's what Jesus did. Get up, take your mat, go home. And the man did it. The man got up, and he took up his mat, and he went home. Look at Mark 10, 52. Jesus told the blind man, you may go. Your eyes are healed because of your faith. What did he? He's saying, go. Again, he's speaking, go. Your faith has made you whole. Your eyes can see, go. Sometimes people just need to hear because they haven't connected the dots. They need to hear somebody say, you're healed. You're set free right now. And had they not heard that, they wouldn't have connected the dots. Are we all following? You have the power of God to literally help people connect the dots by speaking the word of truth. 
by speaking that healing word. So number one, Jesus healed by speaking truth. Okay, number two, the laying on of hands. Many times Jesus touched the infirmed and he healed them. Not always, but many times. Okay, in praying for Peter's mother-in-law who had a fever, Jesus took her by the hand. He just took her by the hand and the fever left. She got up and she served. And this is, right, this is in Matthew 8, 15. She just got up and she started serving. What did Jesus do? Well, he just took her by the hand. So in now, Matthew and Luke, I think it was, he spoke it. He just spoke it and he said, get up. In, and he touched her by the hand. In Mark, he rebuked the fever and the fever left. Like I said, we're not going to make a method, like a methodology out of it. But yet, these are ways that Jesus healed. There are ways that we lean into the Holy Spirit. And when he says, I want you to rebuke that, you rebuke it. When he says, I want you to lay your hand upon them, that's what you do. You lay your hands upon them. When he says, I want you to speak the word, you do that. When you do this, you're not allowing a system of religion to lead you. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you because you've been informed. You know what the word says. You know what the power of God, you know what's available to you. You know how Jesus healed. So therefore, you're going to lean on the Holy Spirit and you're going to heal the sick. God's going to do it through you, but you're going to do it. Isn't this true? I'm going to turn to Luke 13. Look at uh, verse 10. We're going to look at verse 10. We're going to go to 13. It says, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. That would be Jesus. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity. She had a demon of sickness. And this demon of sickness was for 18 years. And she was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. She was bent over and for 18 years she couldn't stand up because a demon bound her. Don't you let a demon bind you, not for one minute. Forget about 18 years, not even for a minute. That is the plan, you know. That is the plan of the devil, you know. Keep you bound in ways you didn't even know you were even, was even possible of being bound. Keep you silent in ways when you were supposed to speak. Keep you full of fear when you were so supposed to be full of faith. Say, I'm full of faith, not fear. Right? Thank you, Jesus. So it was a strategy of the enemy, wasn't it, to keep her bound and bent for 18 years, literally with this demon, but Jesus who sees. Elroy who sees us, right? He saw her. He says, look at verse 12. But when Jesus saw her, I love that because Jesus sees us. When Jesus saw her, when Elroy sees you, and he always sees you, his eyes are upon you, right? And he says, come to me, those who are weary and heavy burdened. Why? He says, I'm going to give you rest. He sees. And so when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Did you notice that the woman had to do something? She had to go. Jesus called her. He says, come. Are we all reading the same Bible? Look at verse 12. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him. And he said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. You mean that's all he did? That's all he did. You mean that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you? Are you to just speak truth and say, woman, you're loosed of your infirmity? Yes. Let faith arise within each and every one of you. 
Let faith arise and let the enemy be scattered. Do this for yourself. Do this for yourself. Before you start practicing this on anybody else, do this for yourself. Why? Because your faith will start to grow. Because you will see the power of God moving. Because you will see, and then all of a sudden, it's like you taste and see how good God is. You start realizing, wow, well, you know what? It works. I'm going to go and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heal the sick. I'm going to let God move through me. Amen? Amen? So he says, woman, you are loosed of your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. So notice that first he said it, and then she received it. So isn't it important? He said, you are loose, you are freed from your infirmity. And in touching her, what happened? She received it. Sometimes people need to hear before they can receive. Okay? You may have faith for it. They may need to hear before they can receive. I'm trying to teach you how to heal the sick. I'm trying to teach you ways Jesus healed the sick so that we can walk the same. Sometimes people need to hear you in faith because you're in tune with the Spirit of God. You know what he has for them, that you speak the end result before they can actually receive it. Jesus did it many times. Jesus did it many times. I am only giving you a few examples of these because, you know, we have a whole Bible full of examples. And then again, and not everything that Jesus did is even written in these, in the word of God. So, so come on. We just need to also hear from the Holy Spirit. Number three, how else did Jesus heal the sick? Well, the sick touched Jesus. They, they touched Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood. We know the story. We go over it a lot. The woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus' garment and was healed of the 12-year infirmity in, in Matthew 9, starting in verse 20. She touched the hem of his garment, she, and, and then the Lord honored her faith. Basically, the Lord honored her faith. She reached out, and she touched the hem of his garment, and instantly she was healed. It wasn't just her, though. It was not just her. Turn your Bible to Matthew 14 and verse 35. As many as touched Jesus, they were all made perfectly well. So I'm going to read to you, starting in verse uh, 35, Matthew 14. It says this. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when, they, when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all that surrounding region. And they brought to Jesus all the sick. They brought the sick to Jesus. It didn't stop there. And begged him that they might only, oh, I love the desperation, that they might only touch the hem of his garment. That's all they wanted to do. They just wanted to touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched the hem of his garment, they were made perfectly well. As many. That means there were some that didn't bother. That means there were some that watched those that were kind of radical. Come on, do you have to be that radical for Jesus? Do you have to be that broken? Do you have to be that sold out? Do you have to, do you have to act like that? Is it really, does it really require all of that? Yes. He said, as many as reached out and touched Jesus. Those are the ones that got healed. It means there were a lot of people that were just sitting back going, 
I'm not going to be that undignified. I'll just kind of catch with, you know, the overflow. No, you catch nothing is what you catch. <laughs> you catch nothing is what you catch because your pride has limited you. He loves your tenacity. He loves your heart that just doesn't care what it looks like or sounds like. You just want Jesus. And so I love this. The sick touched Jesus. It wasn't just the woman with the issue of blood that pressed into his garment. As many. Are we a... As many? Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, did Jesus' garment have the power? Was it the garment that he was wearing that had the power? It was their faith in what Jesus carried in who Jesus was. It was their faith in, in Christ. You know, the same is true for Paul's handkerchiefs, right? Remember the handkerchief? Remember the apron um, in Acts 19? You can look it up later, but Acts 19, 11, and 12, Paul's handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. And diseases left them. And the evil spirits also left them. Why? As they had faith in touching Jesus, amen, because they know what Jesus carried, they had faith in touching what Paul was carrying, his garments, right? Because the same anointing, they knew who carried the anointing. It wasn't necessarily in the garment. It wasn't necessarily in the item, but it was in the understanding of this man carries an anointing. Jesus carried the anointing because he is and always will be the anointed one. But Paul also carried that anointing. And so can we. So we understood Hey, it's not really in the handkerchief, but because my faith is in what, you, in what the God that you serve, in the God that you live with, the God that you carry. And he received, people received, in touching the handkerchief, in touching the, the apron, right? So the sick touched Jesus, and I already gave you an example. It's not just for Jesus. Paul did it. You should be able to do it too. And we, we do. So number four, number four, Jesus spit to heal the blind man. Whatever works. Um, be it known to all of you, I have never actually spit, not intentionally anyways, not, not intentional, not yet. I have actually never spit and then like just put it in somebody's eyes and maybe I ought to try it. I don't know. But I haven't yet done this, okay? But Jesus spit to heal the blind man and, and the blind man was healed. Mark, Mark 8, 22 and 25. Mark 8, 22 and 25. He spit in his hands and then he touched the blind man. And they asked him, what do you see? Do you see anything? And he, he says, yeah, I, I, see, I see men, they look walking like trees. They look like trees. Kind of faint. Not clearly. So he does it again. And then his eyes are completely restored. Praise God. Whatever it takes, whoever said that, whatever it takes, yeah. Sometimes it does take that. Number five, Jesus put his fingers in the man's ears to heal the deaf. Put his fingers in his, we're like, we'll cover the ears, but this is a new one, but that's okay. You never know, so watch out, because it might be happening even for you all, right? So he literally stuck his fingers in the man's ears to heal the deaf, and he spit on the person's tongue to heal the mute. So now we see Jesus putting spit on his hands and touching the eyes. Now we see him putting spit on his tongue and touching, uh, putting the spit on the man's tongue, <laughs> well, on his hands, and then he touched his tongue to heal the mute. And this is what he says. This is Mark 7. If you guys are going, where's that? Mark 7, starting in verse 33. He spoke, be opened. And his ears were opened and his tongue was released. That's powerful spit. <laughs> hey, 
It's his DNA that touched him, right? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. It is his DNA, and that's what's healing him. But we have the same DNA. So if God tells you, spit on your hands and put those hands on their eyes, then you do it because you carry the DNA of Jesus. Hallelujah. And verse 6, then he anointed a blind man and healed him with clay. The same kind of method, he just spit in the ground and made that dirt become mud and clay. And then he took that clay and put it on the blind man's eyes, and his eyes were healed. John 9, 6. You guys, we serve a miraculous God, creative God. Like I said, we know some of what Jesus did because it's written down. We don't know all of it because it's not all written, right? Hallelujah. Okay, number seven, Jesus healed even when he was not physically present. People call you, oh, would you pray so-and-so? We prayed for Karen tonight. She wasn't here. We believe Karen's getting healed, right? So Jesus healed even when he was not physically present. The centurion's servant was healed, although Jesus was not in the presence of the sick person because he, they understood honoring authority, right? He understood honoring, and he understood authority. And he said in Matthew 8, 13, Jesus said to the officer, he said, you may go now. Your faith has made it happen. In other words, your, ma- your faith has made you well. Right then, the servant was healed. Right when the words were spoken, let every person listening rise in the area of their faith. When you say, be healed now, you must know that at the very moment that you said it, backed up with the authority of all of heaven, the name of Jesus, that right now it happened. Be healed now. Why? Because you're speaking to powers and principalities that must back down at the name of Jesus. Jesus healed the daughter of the Canaanite woman, even though she was not present. We just went over this one um, last week, Matthew 15, 28. The woman exercised her faith towards Jesus and said, and Jesus said, woman, great is your faith. She was a Canaanite. He says, great is your faith. Be it done unto you as you desire. What do you desire, church? Be it done unto you. And she was instantly healed. Number eight, Jesus' presence healed the sick. Okay? So just his presence, not him touching, not him even speaking, not them touching him, not him bring, making a... a spit (laughs) on the ground with clay making mud but literally just his presence how many times do we say wow nobody even prayed for them but they were just in the glory and they got healed right the presence of God heals people get healed in the glory because Jesus is with us one day Jesus was teaching and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they were sitting there. People had come from Jerusalem and from every village, and the power of the Lord was present to heal the sick. That's Luke 5, 17 through 25. So the power of the Lord was present to heal the sick. What's present every time we get together? The power of the Lord to heal the sick. What's, what's present every time we start to worship? The power of the Lord to heal the sick because his, his glory is with us. So his presence, just his presence, healed the sick. Let's go to Acts 5 because I have a question to ask you. 
was it his shadow that healed the sick or was it their faith in what he carried? So in Acts 5 and 14, it says, And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. We always read that his shadow healed the sick, but that his shadow passing by might fall on some of them. Well, they had seen this man walk in this anointing. Their faith was, I just need to get around this man because I know what he carries. To the point that they're like, well, you know, he says, he says, we, we just need to bring the sick out into the streets. Uh, should we all start lining the streets with sofas and couches and the sick? No, no. But if God puts on your spirit, bring that individual, however you need to bring them, but bring them, should you do so? Absolutely, right? So he says, they, br they brought the sick out, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. They had faith. They saw this man. They saw the anointing on this man, and they knew what happens in one of their meetings. How many of you know what happens in these meetings? Hallelujah. And then it says, also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities of Jerusalem, bringing the sick people and those tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. It says they were all healed. Why? Because they had faith. They had faith in what Peter carried. They knew the power of God. It wasn't necessarily his shadow, but it was their faith in who Jesus is and was in Peter. Are we all following? Because some people are like, oh, it's their shadow is touching and healing. You know, that can build faith. But the problem is, is sometimes people get into this magical, you know, mystical thing that isn't God. And so you need to know they had faith because they saw the power of God moving. So when you have faith because you see the power of God moving, the caution must be that you keep your eyes on Christ working through that individual and not a certain exterior thing that now is getting the glory. The shadow doesn't get the glory. The handkerchief doesn't get the glory. The oil doesn't get the glory. But God gets the glory because God is the healer. Now, he can use and does use all kinds of different methods, different things, of course. But a lot of that is to bring faith up. To help people's faith. Speaking it helps people's faith. It helps our faith when we hear the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So it's very valid. It's a good, it's, it's, a, it's a right point. Hearing truth. When we speak, you are healed. Their faith rises up. Not just for healing, but it is certainly in, it does certainly include healing. So Jesus' presence healed the sick. If you have faith. In the power of God working through an anointed vessel, you will be healed. They had faith that God was working through Peter, that God was working through Paul, and of course, Jesus. So if you have faith that the power of God working through an anointed vessel, you will be healed. If you don't, you will miss out on what's available. Matthew 13, 57 says, A prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and in his, in his own town and in his own home. 
honor and healing go hand in hand. I don't know if any of you, if you all knew that or not, but honor and healing go hand in hand. If you honor the vessel, then you can receive what they carry. If you dishonor the vessel, you will receive nothing of what they carry. And you know who misses out? You. Yeah, because they're going to still carry what God has anointed them to carry, and they will just deliver it to the person that is willing to receive. Honor and healing go hand in hand.